Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today, my special guest is Taylor Redman. She is from Ontario, Canada. She is one of two fabulous people who have the Hair Facts podcast. That is how Taylor and I met, and they keep me laughing and keep me exercising because my walk goes so much faster listening to the two of them. Taylor also is in a salon called Hush Hair Boutique, and she has two beautiful children. So welcome, Taylor. Thank you, Elaine. Excited to be here. Thanks for being here. I know your your time alone is limited with your two little nuggets, so I appreciate you (laughs) meeting with me during this time. Of course, of course. So um, Canada, you know, it's, it's never really, I've never been there. My husband spent a decent amount of time summers on family vacations. Everything I hear about it is amazing. Most oh. Americans continue every election to threaten to move there for a better yeah. life. So. I've seen this a lot. <laughs> so that, you know, it's, I hear all good things, um, but it is different enough. You know, when I listen to your podcast, different things that you girls talk about, that it really is like being, you know, in another land as far as, you know, the U.S. and Europe, U.S. and Canada, it is completely different. So what would you say is the biggest difference where hair is concerned? Mm, Where hair is concerned? I think a huge, um, this is more of like an issue, but there's not a ton of education here. So we do have some education, but mainly, um, you have to go to either Montreal or Toronto. So if, if you're looking for a class, right, that's, I don't, I I feel like in the States, they have a lot more little spots where you can go and do education classes. Is that right? Yeah. Pretty. I mean, well, there's certain pockets that feel the same as you do where it's kind of like they're in limbo. They either have to go to far West coast or far East coast, kind of the middle of the country. Chicago, I think has a decent amount, but other than that, it's kind of spread out. Well then I guess it's, I don't think there's too much of a difference, to be honest with you. I feel like we kind of follow the same trends um, as the states. And with the internet now, everyone's kind of on the same page with that. So, yeah. It definitely has made the world so much smaller in in my membership for colorists. I just got a message from someone today and she said, I want to do your 21-day formulation challenge, but I live in Dubai, so I'm not going to be able to be awake during the live sessions. And I was like, pinch me now. I have students. How cool is that? That's amazing. Yeah. The world has gotten definitely a lot smaller. I think the biggest difference um, can be certain products. You know, people Mm -hmm. will say to me, I want to buy your book, but it's so expensive to have, um, you know, the difference in the currency. Do you find Mm -hmm. that that you have to pay a lot more for things if you buy them? Yeah, totally. So I pretty, like, I just bought one of those Koo boards. Have you seen them online? So it's for like the, the teased highlights or the teasy lights. And there's these prongs at the end oh, of the board. Oh, the little rake kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. That. So I think you it was for like, all that shit. Are you kidding me? You're falling for that? <laughs> I, I, listen, it's going to change my life. Okay. I read the testimonials. I'm ready for it. 
I'm going to use but, it on my vagina to keep that thing bonsai down there. Yeah, you can use it for anything, exactly. <laughs> but, but I mean, the, the, the board itself, I think, was like $20. But after shipping and taxes and everything, I think I spent like 60 or $70 wow. on this stupid thing, That's which I'm, I'm regretting already. But yeah, our money, uh, we're, not, we're not too hot here. We're not making too much money over here. But Yeah, this whole situation well. has been... First of all, way too long. I mean, who would have thought? I remember when it first was talked about, we were having beautiful weather here in March. We had friends come visit. We were having the time of our lives. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this winter season in Florida. That's why we moved, you know, to be yeah. nice weather in, in the winter. And as soon as our friends left, there was all this talk of this virus and that we had yeah. to stay home for a couple of weeks. And I was like, you know, Nobody ever died relaxing and watching a little catch-up TV, right. like binge on some Netflix. Like, it just didn't seem like any big deal. Now that it's, you know, August and it started oh in March, God. it's yeah. like everyone's had enough. I'm and over it. The scary part is it doesn't sound like there's an end in sight. I just was chatting, you know, of course, through online DMs to oh. a friend in Australia, and they didn't seem to be hit as hard initially, but she said mm -hmm. they're having a second wave right now that's way worse. So I right. hated hearing that because I don't know if that means we're next or if they're just behind on the first wave. You can't tell. I, I think, uh, I mean, I, I, do you ever go on Reddit? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm obsessed with Reddit because I can post anonymously and be obnox as obnoxious you as I want. You can be an anonymous mean girl. <laughs> yes, exactly. But so I follow all of like the COVID subreddits and everything. And um, it sounds like, I mean, the States, like you guys, I think you're just going through it a lot quicker and sooner, but I think everywhere, like it's one or the other, right? Like either everyone kind of is going to get it at some point or like Ontario out of all of our provinces, we're not allowed to do anything. So we're compared to like in Quebec, they've already opened up the schools, like they nightclubs are open in Ontario. They just opened up like like the mall, shopping malls a couple of weeks ago. So I think it'll probably happen here too. It's just going to be a lot slower, but yeah, I don't know. Well, hopefully Australia. because they're being so safe, that will keep you from a bigger second wave because yeah. I think like what's happening, you know, I live in Florida and Florida's like, you know, people act like you have leprosy when you mentioned that you're from Florida. Yeah. Um, you know, I think people have this vision that we just walk around carrying guns and, and being, you know, well, Florida man, danger, Florida man. Yeah. yeah they they yeah. just picture Florida man. <laughs> exactly. So I think people, we had such a low rate here that people started being a little looser saying, oh, maybe it is just a big, you know, scare, oh, a big political thing. Whatever. And, yeah. and now we're the worst one. So I don't yeah. know what the right answer is, but I just wish it would go back to normal. The biggest thing I'm missing is I love to teach at the in-person hair shows. You and I were supposed to meet yeah. in person finally. I was supposed to yes. attend an event in April. That didn't happen. I was supposed to teach at the Chicago show for the first time. The Chicago show didn't happen. The Orlando show didn't happen. Yeah. So it's, that bothers me the most because I love totally. meeting other hairstylists yeah. and just having that energy of the shows. So what have you done? Have you like found anything new online that's yeah. you know, a good resource for? So you know? I am signed up to a ton of um, programs right now. And yours I was planning on signing up for, I think in March, right before COVID happened. 
<laughs> and then it got to the point where I'm like, well, I'm not going to be doing anyone's hair, right? So formulating and all that kind of stuff. But um, you have an amazing monthly program too. But right now I'm a big fan of Lauren Francis. Have you ever heard of her? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think she, and like just personality wise, she just seems like a really like sweet girl and the way that she describes things are nice. So I've been doing tons and tons of like really blended um, blondes. So a lot more instead of just like a root tap kind of formulating so that you're getting like that lighter, brighter color to the root, but that it's, it's like melted into their natural tone. So I've been really focusing on that and, and putting my time into learning how to do that kind of stuff. So she's been really good for that. Now, the last time I heard you on your podcast, you took a little break, which makes me sad, but hopefully it's coming back. <laughs> it is. Um, you and Danielle were talking about frustration with lines. Uh, Have you found something that you're loving more so now, or are you still kind of... Honestly, that episode, I was just super bitter and miserable. I was such a hater. <laughs> I wish that's not how we left it, because I was like this, I was just like, fuck the world, like, you know, COVID sucks, <laughs> can't work, whatever. Um, but did you say about color? Sorry, you cut out there. When you, you were, asked. you were trying to find like a color line that you really love. You were oh, having yes. problems with something and you were looking and I, I yeah. wasn't sure where you ended up. Going. Yeah. So I'm using, um, Oligo or it's Oligo. I never know how to Interesting. pronounce it. I just reached out to them. I'm hosting a two day live um virtual hair show and i just reached out to them to see if they want to sponsor i think their demi's interesting but it also scares the shit out of me i did um two swatches yeah because their demi is like a hybrid hybrid yep cream and liquid and it definitely will shift the base and it so also it's supposed to is, be zero it's supposed to be zero lift though try it you're gonna get i have lift. i use it all the time i i've never noticed that i don't think Really? Like yeah. in, in my swatches, their level seven look mm -hmm. like a four to me. So it like, does, it, it does, it definitely runs like a level darker, but I come from Schwarzkopf and honestly, I feel like their, their line kind of runs a half a level to a level darker than most lines anyways. So I'm kind of used to that, but they're, um, it's a Canadian company and like anyone who's listened to the podcast knows I'm super obsessed with supporting anything and everything Canadian or, you know, North American as local as possible. Um, and with this whole pandemic thing, I was really worried about, you know, things not being able to get uh, across the border and all that right. kind of stuff, which, which I know Schwarzkopf is having that issue. Like they're nine and a half dash two one. Um, they've been on back order forever. So a girl at my salon uses that, but uh, yeah, they're Demi. It's a hybrid between, um, an alkaline and an acidic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have the option of either using a lotion or a cream developer. I like that. I like the developer different, but Redken does that as well now, finally. Yeah. They have a yeah. thicker gel consistency, but that whole hybrid, I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect because you've heard me talk about my own formula where I use nothing but Demi on my gray. Yeah. And I'm starting to get the, to the point where the gray is kind of like taking over the park. Like, it is coming in with a vengeance and the yeah. Demi's really struggling to cover it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm going to be all crafty and just put a chocolate chip size drop of a cream Demi in with my Redken Shades EQ to give it that mm -hmm. little kick of alkalinity and get better coverage. Well, the freaking yeah. chocolate chip took over the whole party 
and I look like I have permanent color now. It got very inky and opaque. So it's much, yeah, more opaque. Now I'm nervous of that because I'm thinking, well, that is the Mac Daddy. That's like more than a chocolate chip because it's this hybrid, but it's also really cool because, you know, the problem with permanent color is all the exposing of the unwanted underlying warmth that right. comes with permanent color. So I'm yeah. curious, how long have you been using it? Like, it's, is it long enough to see whether it's gonna? Yeah, I, yeah, I've used it. Um, I've used it since March, basically. So we were closed down for a little bit, but I've been using it exclusively for the last four weeks. And I have used it on some of my gray clients that sit at like I don't have any. I don't have any clients. Um, that are more than probably 60% gray, but uh, it blends it beautifully. Like, I don't know why you got lift there, but don't be afraid of it. It's going to be amazing and it's not going to happen. That was like an off. There's something wrong with that bottle. <laughs> it's so good. And the shine is good. Like I'm just, and it smelled, did you smell it? It smells like cotton candy. It smelled good. I love oh. the consistency. I love the shape of the bottles. I love no. it. The Those- thing that scared me was how deep it went. Like I literally did a 7N Shades EQ and a 7N Oligo Demi on two of the same exact swatch. And it looked like one Elvis has left the building. It was literally like so deep and almost purpley. So you used just the 7N, not the NB? Just I just swatched apples to apples. I just wanted to see it next to a Shades EQ 7N just for comparison. comparison. And I was like, whoa, it's almost I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure, and you would definitely know more than me in terms of um, shades. But aren't there like aren't there naturals or neutrals like a um, violet blue base? Mm-hmm. So with Calora, like the gloss, it's um, equal parts yellow, blue, and red. So I'm wondering maybe if that's why it like looked or felt a little bit darker because even though they're both saying that they're ends, they're like completely different sort of tones you know what I mean now what's the the rule to go by an oligo as far as covering gray like in shades eq you want to have nb in the formula is there something in oligo that you want to have in there or is it just so for their um demis it just it's just white blending so you would like you would have to use their permanent line to cover gray but um it's the same thing but they have I think six or seven of the gray blending or coverage series. So it's like they're neutral or natural, natural brown, um, ash brown. There was like a few ash tones and then a few warmer tones. And then you can throw in whatever like fashion shade that you want. But yeah, you want to have whatever the amount of gray is, basically that amount of. And that's in the demi or that's the permanent? That's in the demi. In the permanent, they have a lot more, um, I don't have my book and like my swatch book in front of me, but uh, they have a lot more t- tones that are gray blending. So I think there's only maybe four or sorry, not gray blending coverage. I think there's only four total that have zero coverage. The majority of them I think are like 25%. And then uh, there's like six or seven that are hundred percent. So you just have to yeah, play with that and mix them in. What do you sense. see as the most current trend that's happening now? What are you getting the most requests for in your salon? So I'm seeing a lot of the like really bold, strong money piece that, you know, like the chunky money piece, I guess you could say. But because I've been like really marketing more of this blended sort of blonde that I've been working on, me personally, that's sort of 
what I've been getting a lot of, but I've also been loving, thank God, we're moving away from like super ash blonde. I'm getting tons Amen. and tons and tons. Amen. Ugh. I'm so like, sick of it. And you know what? I'm super pissed off because I have an excess, so much amount of yep. ash color. Yep. <laughs> My whole entire cabinet is all NAs, Bs, right. Bs, Ps. I'm like, oh my gosh, please what do we get? <laughs> bring back like a beigey, brandy, yeah. tawny, like yeah. spun gold, winter exactly. something other than ash and ice queen. I'm so over it. So I've been getting yeah. a lot of people moving kind of in the almost even more the coppery blonde sort of direction, nice. which I'm just like living for it. I love it. Yeah. Now the key to copper, it's interesting because I, you know, I stalk those Facebook forums for my entertainment because I have no yes. life. <laughs> well, they're hilarious. They are, but they're also so, it's so bad for my blood pressure. Uh, it's like the same thing. It's just a different person's name and a different channel, yeah. basically, yeah. you know, a different group. And they'll say, I don't understand, you know, I'm trying to make my client copper and I use, and they say the formula and I'm like, go back to the, the laws of lift and mm -hmm. the laws of color, you know, red and copper don't live at that. They're trying to get copper at levels eight, nine, and 10. They're trying right. to get, you know, um, violet at level seven. Like, it's just right. like all the different things that they're mentioning. And I'm just like, this Makes is their no math, you know, yeah. what did you not get? And then yeah. I try to double dutch in there with a little very mm -hmm. kind answer. I'm so careful how I answer. I say, well, you know, just remember red lives at levels five, six, seven, and eight. So, you know, if you're looking for a deeper red level five, if you want more copper, six and seven, eight mm -hmm. is going to be more of a, you know, very coppery orange shade. Blah, blah, right. blah. And I say it really nice and I get just mean answers back, you know, and then I never, Oh my God. So I, oh, well, I... Like, I'm not even helping people anymore because I'm just like, really? That was just try. You asked for an answer. And you I'm know what though? An answer. It's bullshit. These are the same girls who like have lifted someone to like a level six or like maybe a level seven and everyone's saying, Oh, throw like an N or a nine P on it. Or, you know, yep. Yep. So I, do I wouldn't, time. it works great. Yeah. I'm like, no, Forget these guys. Yeah. It makes yeah. no sense. Somebody yesterday said, um, everybody please post your favorite platinum toner. Mm -hmm. And there were 80, I counted them because I can again, I have no life. There was 82 yeah. responses and five of the 82 said, well, it depends on what you're putting level. it on. Like, yeah. Okay. Thank you, five people. Yeah. So I said, you know, it's interesting. 82 people responded very quickly with all these recipes in quotes, mm -hmm. but only five of them asked what it's going over. And yeah. then I just said, please remember that what is on the hair will always be 50% of your formula right off mm -hmm. the bat. And that's yeah. what people forget. They get so focused on what's in that bottle or bowl that they're mm -hmm. mixing, that they're forgetting it's not a blank piece of paper. It's not going on a white towel or a white yeah. piece of hair, unless you've bleached them to the high heavens to level 65, like most people yeah. are doing these days. And that's yeah. the other thing with the coppers and the reds. People are bleaching up to level 10 mm -hmm. to create a redhead. And yeah. I'm like, when did that become necessary? I know it was for vivids, 
Mm-hmm. But we're talking about normal, ginger, beautiful, believable reds yeah. that they're going whoop all the way up and then coming all the way down. And then their, their question is, why is this red not holding? And I'm like, hello, you pulled every ounce of natural red out of that hair. And now you right. want to grab on to nothing. There's yes. so, no cuticle left and it's not going to stay. I think in your book, cause I bought your book too. You have like a, it was forever ago that I read it, but you have a really good chapter on reds, right? Formulating for reds. Yeah. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. that. Um, so yeah, the way that you explain things too, it's very simple. Like you have a, a good way to sort of lay that all out and yeah. Do you think because I make it so simple that that combined with my age, there's, there's definite ageism as far as the information, Uh like to to your point, like you felt more connected to Lauren. Lauren's been doing hair for eight years. I've been doing hair for 34 years, but you're much closer Uh, to her. uh, Don't call me an ageist. No, I know you're, you personally are not, but it happens where it's like, oh, what's she going to tell me? She's not cool enough. Yeah. But the law of color is the law of color. I don't care if I'm 97 yeah. and take I my think... teeth out to tell you how to do hair color. The facts are still <laughs> the same. But sometimes hearing it from a different source, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, even my own staff, you know, I would tell them something and it would go in one ear and out the other. And then we would go to an event. I would pay for them to go to this big show and the person would be up on the stage and they would have the big hat and the tats and the, the cool piercings and all that. They would say exactly what I told my staff 10 years prior. Yeah. And like, oh my God, that show. Light bulb awesome. moment. Um, yeah. Did you hear her say that about Bob? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you really hearing that for the first time? That's, <laughs> so that's amazing. That part is frustrating because it never changes. I- I think one issue, like just speaking from the way that I see some things, if we want to talk about sort of like um, people that are, you know, older, not old at all that you are old in the (laughs) industry, is that we're told, like, you know, being kind of young-ish, not that I'm very young either, but we're told, you know, 20 years ago, like, color was garbage basically like nothing in this industry was any good is basically what they say to us like now we have all this technology and we have all this like ways ways to make these like demis and semis and all this different kind of stuff so when you hear someone that maybe learned you know back in that time it kind of is like eh, you know like Mm, this is this is back when you know whatever I want to say. In but, my yeah. day, I had to walk to school <laughs> with holes in my fears. Exactly. All that stuff. That, <laughs> that both sense. ways. But you know what? I will tell you, my friend Ian and I, Ian's a rock star colorist from DC. And when we get together, we're like the sunny and share of hair color. We have so much fun. And he's way younger than me, but he's an old soul and he knows right. color. Mm-hmm. And he will tell you that when he has like a diplomat in DC, who's like, you know, really picky with her hair and wants superb, perfect gray coverage and no red. He's like, I'm reaching for Clairol. Miss Clairol liquid from back in right. the day is like the coolest, drabest gray coverage you're going to get. Your hair might not feel the best, like as far as conditioning, right. but yeah. that shit where, I mean, and that will cover your gray and will not go anywhere. So part, part of the old school stuff I think sometimes is even better than the newer technology because sometimes yeah. there's so much fluff and so oh my much, gosh, for sure. you know, uh, false security in like mm-hmm. 
something being so conditioning that people are pushing hair way further than they should. Oh, totally. um, but I agree with you. Like Clairol basic white. I, someone gave me a big tub of it that was given to them. And they're like, do you have any use for this? I'm like, you know what? I do mannequin heads all the time. Like I'll use it for that. No sense in using the good stuff. on a. I opened the lid. I like literally couldn't like this. That's dust. their, that's the lightener, right? That's the way basic. Old Super school. strong. Yeah. Super strong. Like we'll take the paint off your car, but it's, yeah. it, it wasn't de-dusted the way the lighteners are now. And when you open that lid, oh. the powder just like hit you. And I was like, I can't oh, no. use this on a doll head. I can't, yeah. like it's no. going to kill me. Oh, um, no. So yeah, certain things have really improved in unbelievable ways, but in other ways, it's like you wish you could get certain things back that really were like when they used to have a certain, um, dye in reds back in the mm-hmm. day they had to take it out because it was carcinogenic and they, were, they knew for a fact it was causing cancer oh, God. but reds haven't been the same since because whatever that was was what was needed to hold on right. to the red in the hair if it's not naturally there so yeah that's a bummer that's, uh, that's part of you know it's like you have the wisdom that you wish you had when I was your age but if someone would have told you then, you wouldn't have listened to, the, to right. the point that we're talking about. Like you can't let someone know what they're missing, but hindsight is so 2020. Like when you look back, you're like, right. oh my gosh, yeah. I wish that I stopped working Saturday sooner. I wish that I charged higher prices sooner. I wish mm-hmm. that I took longer with one client sooner instead of trying to jam people and how are you working not even covid related like are yeah. you one client at a time or are you squeeze this one in yeah. and back and forth well i changed up everything um so i i pretty much always double booked like my my whole career um and danielle and i had a conversation about this but we got so much feedback that we were like just being obnoxious and wrong and i really read everything and and listen to it. And I was like, you know what? Like, it's true. So I raised my prices a little bit. I, I'm not double booking. Like occasionally, um, if, if like I'm doing a girl's hair and her boyfriend needs his haircut or something, like right. I'll do that. But, um, and I also am only working one Saturday a month. So pretty much everything that you just said, That's I awesome. really listened to you and, you know, other people out there that are sharing all this information and I'm putting it into practice. And I, I have, um, lost some clients already because I'm no longer really working Saturdays and that was tough, but I figure I'm just going to build my, my clientele to what my schedule is going to be. And like, if I lose them, that's unfortunate, but you know, yeah. time with my kids and my husband and so much, you know, my dogs. Yeah. yeah you exactly. can't get it back. I promise. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest regret. I missed so much. And now they're 22 and 26 and don't have any reason for me to be around on this, you know, like oh, one lives no. in another state right now and one's in college. Yeah. So I'm like, Hey guys, I'm free. Like I can go to that party with you now, you know, and there is no little kid party to go to. There's no, oh, you're breaking my heart. yeah, but, but at least you're making the change now and, and knowing, you know, you can't react to every little thing. Like you lose mm-hmm. one client and it magnifies in your brain to you lost 47 clients. Oh, right? it's been, t- yeah. You always hard focus on the one negative, but yeah. that one client, if she cared enough about you and valued 
going to you. She would come during the week in the evening when her husband feeds the kids and puts them to bed, she can go get her hair done. And that's what we just extended our evenings yeah. a little bit and we were fine. You know, people were like, oh, I actually prefer this because they were missing time with their kids by being Yeah, in the that's salon, very true. You know? Yeah. So you have to have to make it where they will work around you because there's so mm-hmm. many people. You know, we get yeah. focused on the ones right in front of us and oh, think that totally. they're our whole world and there's nothing else, but there's always yeah. going to be another client. There's always going to be another opportunity. So yeah. I think we, first. as hairstylists, like we always allow ourselves or it's almost like we're actively trying to be taken advantage of. I'm, I'm not sure what, why it's like that. And I still really struggle with like discounting certain clients or like, um, I'm trying to move away from, so I have a second line for my business. I don't use my actual phone number, um, but I'm trying to move everything to email because even by text, even on my second line, it's just, there's no boundaries. There's no, you know, but even then I'm still like, oh, I'll keep texting you because I love you or I'll do this for you because I love You're you. You're my favorite. <laughs> ah, but like, it's like, you know, everybody is your favorite, right? So at the end of the day, it's like, you just, I just keep letting people take advantage of me. And I'm sure everyone else out there who's a stylist, it's the same thing. But um, I switched my software to Vagaro. Have you ever used them? I haven't, but I've heard good things about it. Oh, it's so amazing. So, and like their reports are like nothing I've ever seen. They're so detailed and there's so much information you can get from there. But um, I'm running like almost $200 in discounts uh, a week. And to me, I'm like, that is so obnoxious. Like that is just ridiculous. So every time I see it, I guess. At least you're tracking. And we just did that in my membership. One of our coaching calls, I said, every single time you catch yourself doing a free brow wax, a free glaze, a free conditioning treatment, like just jot down that number because not only have you given that away, but you've given away the extra 20% on the gratuity too. So you're cheating yourself in your tip and you're Mm -hmm. cheating yourself in your total for the day. And if you add that up, I promise it's 10,000 a year or more. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. When you think about like, we need a new car, I want to go on a vacation, whatever that may be, that is your vacation fund. Yeah. That's your beer money. Yeah. And, and anytime you feel sorry, this is what I tell my girls and it's been a real big awakening. Um, they'll be like, Oh, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. And I'll say, okay, time out. go over to the computer right now and Google map her address. And the one woman who's the biggest offender of nickeling and diming us lives in a $4 million home. And that's her home. She has a vacation home. She has family and a beach house in another country. Like she yeah. can afford the extra $10 for whatever. An eyebrow we, wax or yeah, whatever. Whatever yeah. we were giving away. Uh, and when, when my girls did that, they were like, holy crap. Like, because we come at it from our own circumstance. So we think from how much money we have, what would we not want to pay extra for? So we're mm-hmm. kind of deciding for our client what they can. Yeah, it's almost afford. insulting to them too, right? Like, yeah, like I don't know. I think as a client for something else, if someone looked at me and gave me like a pity smile and then took $40 off of my my service, I'd be like, like what are um, you doing? Yeah, right? <laughs> do I That's look poor? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Yeah. Last time I got my nails done, which God, do I miss getting my nails and toes done. Um, But last time I was there, I had been seeing this woman for a year. 
Um, she clearly, they talk about me every time I'm in there. It's so funny. I almost understand Asian language now, whatever language she's speaking of. It's Korean, Vietnamese. I don't know what it is, but you can totally tell by the body language that it's about me. And I still continue to go and get abused because I like how she does my nails. <laughs> and Hopefully the they're last saying time, nice No, not at all. They, um, <laughs> she's soaking my nail, you know, getting the, the dip off for the next coat. And she's like, you know, ah. Uh, this time, $10 more. Okay. I'm like, okay. And then she's like, I'm so sorry. And she just kept going on and on about how sorry. And I was like, I said, okay, like, yeah, I'm easy. I I, am on the other end of that. I know what it feels like to have to have that conversation. Right. But it's almost like she expected me to be like, what do you mean? Because somebody maybe before me did that. Yeah, but it made me more uncomfortable because she just kept trying to apologize, and I was like, "Okay, it's it's really okay. I promise you, it's okay." <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> so meanwhile, she's like that. You know, how many yeah. times have you like babbled when you had to say something uncomfortable? Totally. When if yeah. you just say that one sentence, my daughter yeah. is ready to do an increase at my former salon September first, and she was like, "What do you suggest? You know, do you do an email? Do you post it?" in the salon? Do you say it verbally? Do you say it on the phone? And I said, honestly, for me, the best system for me was always not saying anything at all. And you know, you get a million different opinions. People say that's not right. It's bait and switch. It's this and that. I disagree. I've done this for 34 years. The, the only time I've ever not had issues with it is when I haven't made a big deal out of it. I just say, right. you know, if it was 82 last time and it's 85 today, I just say, your total is 85. And they say, okay. And they hand me their card. Yeah. So um, I said, if you feel like you have to let people know, like if that's something that would bother you, not giving any warning, have the actual service provider, have the conversation with each of their guests before they leave in their August visit, just to let you know the next time you come in, there will be a slight Mm -hmm. increase in service prices. Boom. Period. Done. Don't go. I feel bad. I don't own it. It's not my fault. It's the boss. It's not me. Like that just makes you and the other person super uncomfortable. Yeah. really doesn't do anything to soften the blow. It is what it is. And yeah, honestly, I, I actually had this pretty much exact same situation this morning. I had a girl come in for a consultation. Um, and she had bleached her entire hair, colored it with dark box dye, bleached it again twice in one day, colored it with black bo- or dark box dye. This was back in February. And then basically just left it. And it was like straw. So I obviously wanted her to come in and do a test strand before I booked out four hours to lighten her hair. So anyways, I put lightener on it to make a short story long. And um, within three minutes, that piece was like gum in my hand. Mm -hmm. Like it was falling out. So I showed it to her and I was like, I, your hair is not going to be able to handle this. And she was like, okay, I kind of assumed. And then I went on and on about how I was like, (laughs) oh, I'm sorry. Like as if I'm the one who was fucking. You did something. Yeah. So it's so funny too, because her face, she was like, yeah, no, it's, it's totally fine. And I was like, well, we'll do this and, da, 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 da. and I should have just been like, okay, perfect. Let's book you. And if you like didn't have, if you didn't know better and say, and do the test strand, like most people in your position would just go gangbusters in there with the bleach right away. And then be on the hook and apologize for the yes. chemicals meltdown. Uh, and the client themselves is the one that caused that. It's yeah. whoever is last to touch the hair. Remember right. that. Always remember yeah. that. So get that history and get it in writing. Mm-hmm. In my membership, we have an agreement that we really, you know, 
recommend to all of our members to print out and have at their station. So anytime there's even a question about the integrity of the hair in any type of corrective situation, it we take a photograph of the before hair. We we write out in such detail, you know, client is here for the first time right. in, the, in our salon. She is coming here with previous box color level yeah. four, you know, whatever you just said is all yeah. in writing. And then we say, you know, we are doing a precautionary strand test to see if the hair can handle blah, 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 blah. And we spell everything out and we sign it, they sign it and we keep that because that's really smart. You could go home and yeah. do another three things yeah. and you know, you're on the hook because you did her last. So yeah, that's totally true. I should do that. I have been, um, for new clients, I've actually been sending out like, it's kind of like an application, but I'm just calling it more of like an intake form and like, um, laying out, just asking really simple questions, but about their hair history and whatever. But then there's also like an agree and disagree for, you know, I understand that not all color is achievable and some may take a few sessions. This is my refund or um, refund policy, which is non-existent. I don't do refunds, obviously. (laughs) So you need to know that before you sit in my chair. But that's probably not a bad thing to add to is uh, kind of what you were saying in terms of like, you know, performing a strand test or like I'm not lying. I don't know. Maybe I should add that in there. We do. We have a patch test waiver because – if you interviewed a hundred hairstylists, maybe three would do patch tests on a regular basis. Yeah. We, I worked for a big corporation, my first job out of beauty school yeah. and we did them there. Like I will you say, you know, we would have a client come in, I would have to get a little bit of color on a Q-tip, put it on the inside of her arm and she would come back the next day and show us whether, and I was like, oh wow, they're really formal here, you know, because mm-hmm. most people don't do it. But I do know of a case where a really high level colorist, big successful salon, he had a client that he had been doing for years and she, her husband lost his job and the colorist said, you know, come in and get your hair done. It's on me. I don't want you to not be able to get your hair done. I know your, your husband's going to bounce back and it'll be fine. Blah blah blah. So he wasn't even charging her, did the same thing he always did to her her scalp started to tingle and burn. She locked herself in the ladies' room because she knew he would take the color off if he heard that she was experiencing burning. What? Her whole head swelled up. She had to get rushed to the emergency room. She sued him. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, first of all, this lady's nuts because why would you lock yourself in the bathroom so he doesn't take hair color off? Well, think about about blondes, what they'll do to be blonde. Mm -hmm. Think about when that whole Brazilian... Um, smoothing service came yes. out, yeah. starting to be banned in other countries because women were dying. Mm-hmm. They were going underground, getting it done when they knew that their girlfriend died from it. Like that's how that's crazy true. women are about their hair. I that's just so obnoxious. Uh, but honestly, even then, I don't know if he had used the same formula on her head this whole time. She must be. I don't know. Was she medicated or something? Like I don't know because people skin. change. They say every seven years. Like I know for I've me. Heard that. I'm allergic to new things that I was never allergic to before. I'm so sensitive in ways that I was never sensitive before. So I really do think the the chemicals in what we use are constantly mm-hmm. changing. They don't send us a memo, just yeah. like we were talking about for price increases. L'Oreal, Matrix, all these big, Schwarzkopf, all these companies, they're constantly sourcing their ingredients <laughs> from all different places yes. to save money. 
And we don't know that all of a sudden there may be macadamia nut in something that wasn't in there before. And then the client's going to have a reaction. So it is, I mean, when you really think, if you really, really thought about it, none of us would do. We would not touch these chemicals because God only knows what it's doing to us as the service provider, as well as the client on their scalp. I did a class here in Florida when I first moved here. And this girl was so proud to tell everyone that she does double processed blondes with 40 volume with powdered lightener on scalp. She puts a plastic cap on their head, Mm -hmm. pokes holes with a fork and puts them under a heated dryer for 45 minutes. Uh, that is actually what we did in my hair school, by the way. Oh my God. Don't even My hair melted off. Are we to you? (laughs) Oh yeah. You did it to somebody. No, no, no. Oh, we did it to everybody. We didn't carry anything lower than 40 volume and they went right under the dryer. I lost like three quarters of my hair one time, but that is obnoxious that she would be proud of that. And especially like, I'm still mad at my hair school because they're supposed to be instructors and they should know better. But this woman should definitely know better. Like why, after I left hair school and I started working on, like I rarely ever touch 40 volume. Like unless I'm making like a 35 for like the very, very end of a service and I know it's going to be on there for like 15 minutes or something. But even then, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. That's crazy. I was like, how have you not killed anyone yet? Like that was mind-blowing to me and then the woman who owned the salon pulled me aside at the end of the class and I was like oh wow that really I gotta talk to her after class like that's really scary she doesn't realize how dangerous that is and she said she is my know-it-all she always thinks she knows it all and she said she's the least busy she's always complaining she's not busy and I'm like hello they're like going for third degree burns getting scalp transplants when they leave her chair Jesus She's burning their head. That is terrible. You know what? I, I don't know if this is like this in the States. I feel like here, people, sorry, my dog is snoring beside me. She's huge. Oh, so you can you hear can her. Hear her. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but um, I feel like stylists aren't really held accountable for their work, especially in like a chair rental or booth rental type of situation. It's more, oh, you know, that's Sally and she does shit work but whatever whereas I think I don't know like I just think I guess when it's a a rental situation they can't really do anything about it yeah they don't really have any power over what anybody does (sighs) I think that's something that I mean I'm all about everybody living their best life and if working you know I know you rent in a salon and other people do solo suites but I feel like for the first time since I've entered the industry in 1986, um, I had to go to work in horse and buggy. Um, it's so disconnected. It's like the wild, wild west to stick yeah. with the horse and buggy theme. Like it's just True. like a scary. Show. Like yeah. everything is anything goes. Everybody's on their own. There's no community vibe. There's no culture. There's yeah. no, we're all in this together. Um, which brings me to, I wanted to make sure I tell you, I'm doing a two-day event, all virtual, because I miss going to hair shows and being part of hair shows so much. Mm-hmm. And I decided I didn't want to invite any of the new Insta-famous, fabulous people that I'm sure you know Perfect. and love, because no. we already have a lot of them, you know? Yeah. So there's people that 
me coming up in the industry were so important to my career and helped me and mentored me so much. Uh And they're, their whole passion and their whole drive behind education was really caring that you left with tools and usable things. It wasn't about the fog machine yeah. and the pulsing music and the naked models. Yeah. It was like, you are know, you speaking about this. In particular? <laughs> try this and it'll work and you'll make more money kind of thing. Right. So we're bringing back Beth Minardi. We have right. Vivian McKinder, Nicole. Oh, you're- Oh, yeah. we have a ton of really great people that may be feeling it. And they didn't say this to me, but I think they may possibly be feeling unseen and irrelevant. You know, they were yeah, like at the top of their game. My heart. Yeah. Because pe- you I know what? people your age that don't know who Vidal Sassoon is. They're like, who? Well, Isn't that a shampoo? <laughs> yeah. No. But you know, here's my question. Okay. I'm not, this is me being like a bitter bitch. I'm sure. But I'm I was not for her to come out. I know. Here I am. It's it's here. <laughs> I am not 100% convinced. Okay. And my, like, I'm not saying I'm, I'm amazing or anything like that. Let's remove me from the equations. But I'm not 100% convinced that a lot of these people are actually even really that good at hair. What mm-hmm. do you think? The new, the new tribe, you mean? Yeah. Like, within the last three, four years, some, some of them are. But, like, I've paid for some education for certain people who came up kind of on Instagram and like people who are now charging $600 for a haircut. Mm -hmm. I just, I just don't know if they're like, sometimes I think, I don't even know. I can't even say it out loud because I'm too afraid, but sometimes I think even they're actually kind of shitty. I don't know. What happens is you're absolutely right. And don't feel bad about it. What happens is they have mastered social media, which Mm -hmm. is a skill. It's a Mm -hmm. definite skill. And for someone from the generation that I come from, it's like a total handicap. So you're pretty good. I I try, but they, they've mastered that and they've, they got one thing that grabbed people's attention Mm -hmm. and they were smart enough to run with it and make that their thing. But will they stand the test of time? I was just listening to another um, podcast about this. And they said, you know, all these people became Insta famous, just to your point, the last few years on Periscope, on Instagram, on all of those, um, social media platforms. But then, you know, they were asked to teach maybe at the behind the chair show or a big industry event and everybody left like, what the heck was that? Because was that? Yeah. yeah. Because you know it's what? in person, there's no... And you can't hide behind yes. editing. And yes. honestly, I've actually lost a lot of, like, so, like, Joico and Kenra, like, <clears throat> all these companies always team up with these influencers, you know? Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it just kind of puts, like, a bad taste in my mouth because I'm like, why are you pushing this out there when, I don't know, I don't know, I'm just not into it. It will have been to the attention and the followers and all of that and sales for their product. They don't even really care if, you know, the person that really knows what they're talking about, it's strictly followers. I was back and forth emailing with this woman from a product company about my event. And the first question was, what's your Instagram handle? How many followers? And I was like, you know what? This is not a good fit for what I want because that shouldn't matter. Yeah. No. And not to mention majority of people, like, I mean, they, they buy their, a lot of their followers. And I refuse. I'm like, I don't care if I have 12 followers. People <laughs> know when you buy followers. Oh, I know. See this, I blame Danielle. So she talked me into buying like 500 followers a year ago. 
Is this confession? Are we in no, the No, everyone already knows. Everyone already knows. <laughs> but this was before it was like obvious and like a tacky thing to do. This is when it was still kind of a secret. So she was like, yeah, like you should try this or whatever. So I did it. And now I'm just mortified because I'm like, I have all these obvious fault, like fake followers. Right. And I just want to go through and take them off my list. But I'm like, Ugh. that's so funny. That's like, Don't I was do in it. seventh grade and this girl that sat next to me had like really big bushy eyebrows. And my mom was like, you're too young. You don't have to do any of that stuff yet. You'll be sorry. Like what, you know, is weird yeah. about me shaving my legs when everybody else was shaving their legs, all that stuff. <laughs> So she was like, yeah, this girl was like, oh my God, it's so easy. Just grab a razor when you're shaving your legs and just shave the middle of your, and I was like, oh my God, that is so smart. Like, why did I never think of that? Cause it's just, nobody wants that area in between. And then of course it comes back with a vengeance. I look like the guy, the dad from American Pie after that, (laughs) but it's like that one little piece of advice that you think is so great and you live to regret. That's that's basically, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, no, no harm done with that. You're not trying to be uh, an insta celeb, and it no. gave you a temporary boost of confidence. Yeah. But how Probably. sad for you know, especially during COVID, um, mm-hmm. young people, the suicide rate is like so out of control yeah. because they feel so isolated and so alone because now they can't even have that social interaction of school. I mean, yeah. just the basic school. Uh, interaction is more than sitting home alone so between judging yourself on how many friends how many likes how many um you know how much social media that you can have connection to now it's like you don't have any physical social I feel for your kids I almost am like telling my daughter I don't know if I want her to have any in this yeah I think I hope by by the time that they're you know eight nine ten which is kind of like the age where people start getting into that stuff which is crazy um, they'll have more of like the kinks worked out. Everything is still kind of so new. So like even in the last 10 years, like, you know, I, I was saying to my husband the other day, I am so fucking thankful that TikTok was not a thing when I was in high school. Cause I would have embarrassed myself. Oh my gosh. Just seeing these videos, knowing I would have been like doing all of that stuff times a million. But, um, I think in, you know, the next eight or nine years, we'll have like a better idea on how to like educate our kids with whatever internet safety and everything and they're like kind of removing the likes from instagram you've seen they that, said right? it and then I, I don't think they ever did because they're still there uh i just i would i i don't know i feel for young girls and boys for sure yeah right now with the internet and covid and everything it's just terrible we walk on the heart beach hurts. and we see these i mean they're getting younger and younger posing for mm. the you know the perfect pick and i'm like my God, when I was her age, I was covered in sand. We were building things on the beach. We were playing games and horseshoes and running around like crazy being kids. And they're literally like, you see them holding it up and Mm -hmm. then they look at the phone and then they hold it up again. And then they look at the phone and it takes them like a half hour to get that photo. And I'm like, you're missing the moment. Like all, I know I sound like an old person, but it's. No, not at all. It's true. It's, it's. There's so many good things. Like I love yeah. that you and I are friends and we've never met. Yeah. I love that Christina Russell is someone I keep in touch with. She's from Australia. I met her through her podcast, my podcast. Like that's the, nice. the beauty of the connection yeah. and the, the student in Dubai and all of that yeah. stuff is so amazing. And being able to talk, you and I are looking at each other, talking even yeah. though this is a podcast, like that's incredible. Right. But then like the 
creepy pornography, child molesting, yeah. all of, all the underground, that kind of stuff. And the shaming and, and comparing and all of that stuff, I wish would just get sucked out of the World Wide Web and, and I know. locked off. And I don't think it ever will, you I know. know. Just going to keep changing. Ah, well, now I'm depressed thinking of my I little kids. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> my poor babies. I just want to shelter them from everything. So now they're never, we're, I'm canceling our internet. They're never getting anything. That's it. Well, I, I'm going to wrap this up because you and I could talk for four hours, but my advice to you as a mom yeah. is get to the point as quickly as possible where you replace things with experiences. So for the holidays, as soon as they're old enough to, you know, not really need anything toy-wise and all that, and you start to buy stuff just to buy stuff, replace yeah. it with, we're going for the weekend to, you know, a little bed and breakfast and we're going to do crabs and sit outside on the water and stuff like that. Like, oh, I like this. That's been my kids, I said, are 22 and 26. And they're like, thank you. We are so happy that you did that because all their friends have closets full of board games and skateboards and, you know, all kinds of pieces missing from all different Christmas presents yeah. they had over the years. And they've never had life experience. My kids have yes. been to Thailand and Cambodia and Hawaii. I mean, I could go on and on because we always put all of our energy into spending as much time together and experiencing life together. And now we have a great relationship. That's so beautiful, I think that's, Yeah. Oh. It's not about the things. Yes. No, I'm with you. All the things for me. I like things, but experiences are more important. You get the things for you from your hobby, but get the experiences yeah. for the kids. All right. That sounds fair. Thank you. I like that. <clears throat> yeah. Well, thank you for this time. It's always a pleasure to see your beautiful face and catch oh, up. Stop. And you know we'll be doing yeah. this again. I hope so. I hope you have me again. Yeah. And you get busy in those and you put your little headphones on and get yours back again because I the know. world is missing the Hair Facts podcast, uh, girls. Everybody go and like spam Danielle to get her ass in gear. This is all her fault, not mine. Yes. That's a great idea. How do we spam her? Get, let's, let's give us a yeah. handle. So her handle, um, my handle is TMR hair, by the way, you can come and spam me with love, but spam her with hate. Her handle is Danielle <laughs> DeGraff hair. Go get her. Is she, does she have like an underscore one of those annoying things or just nope. Danielle DeGraff? Okay. Yep. Just one. Hmm. We're going to start spamming her. I'm going to do it right now as soon as I Go start recording. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I love you, girl. Thank you. Okay. And oh thank gosh, you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you on the next Thank one. you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.